When I was an army chaplain, my soldiers asked me all kinds of questions about God, life, relationships, the Bible, and I answered them as best I could with things I've picked up along the way. They also called me Padre. Welcome to the Dear Padre podcast, where I take the questions of the day and answer them as best I can. I want to thank uh, Devin, who is the original sponsor of this podcast, who uh, texted me yesterday that he liked the recent episodes. So thank you, Devin for being uh, my first listener and sponsor and uh, patron of the arts, so to speak, um, commissioning the great artwork we have that Allison Maskus did and thankful for your friendship and, and, and all the support you've given me along the way. Thank you. If you'd like to reach out to me, uh, my number is 512-571-4124. Texting is better, of course, um, or email runnermonk at gmail.com or through the Anchor app, you can contact me, but email is probably best. Um, but let's get to it. Uh, this is a deeply personal story for me about St. Clair. And I, I think I only touch on it at the end, the personal part of it. But uh, I'm just thankful for each of you that has walked with me in my long journey home from war. Claire, or in Spanish, Santa Clara, Santa Clara, California, and many other places named after Claire of Assisi. She was born um, in the end of the 1100s AD, so pretty much a thousand years after Jesus and a thousand years before us. So sort of if we were to hold hands with St. Claire, uh, and she were to hold hands with Jesus or Mary, um, we'd ha sort of have that 2,000-year span of history all in one, one swoop. Uh, the time that she was born in is called the High Middle Ages. Um, it marked a time of great prosperity in many ways, a time of um, expanding empire, uh, of Euro the European nations. They had emerged from the Dark Ages, as it's sometimes called, and were in this sort of uh, very prosperous period agriculturally and uh, climate-wise. There was uh, milder temperatures that everybody sort of enjoyed. And this led to things like the Crusades that uh, certainly had an effect on everybody's life uh, in so many profound ways. And also the emergence of what we know now as the modern nation states of Europe. And at the same time, you have this other movement that's starting, and it's a reform movement in the church. It's a movement to say, you know, the real point of Jesus' life and teachings and death and resurrection was to teach us how to live like Jesus. And they were called monks or nuns or monastics or friars or a lot of different things. But ultimately, they were a movement that was calling the larger church to repentance, calling the larger church to renounce their, uh, their cons all-consuming desire for more land, more power, more money. And it was always marked by poverty. And for many um, young women, 
especially some very young, wealthy women who had pretty good prospects in life for uh, what relatively at the time would be an easier life than most people. Uh, Many of these young women renounced that life and followed the monastics, the the monks and nuns who had renounced that life. Um, Claire was one of them. Um, She was a preacher who began to preach. She had renounced her wealth. And the way that um, women did that at this time, and men too, was to marry Jesus, um, to, to see that their, their true lover on this earth was Jesus and not, um, and not a man that was often an, arra- an arrangement uh, for their family's prosperity or security, but ultimately Jesus, who gave them the prosperity and security that they had been longing for. In fact, the longing of every human heart is to be loved by someone like Jesus. And whether you're, no matter a man or woman or any gender, uh, this is the desire of all humanity, to feel this kind of love. And Claire knew this from a pretty early age, but she sought out uh, Francis of Assisi. Francis of Assisi is the more famous of the duo, the dynamic duo of Claire and Francis, um, and Claire often gets overshadowed by Francis, who is certainly more uh, flamboyant in his poverty and his life. Uh, Francis is often associated with birds and dogs and pets and sort of, a you know, even that misattributed quote. I'm not sure it's even true, authentic to Francis. Preach everywhere and sometimes use words. Uh, Francis preached with words a lot. Sometimes he... Uh, loudly screamed his sermons at people as they passed by in the street. Um, he was not a quiet person by any means, uh, and yet he's often associated with sort of a, um, a non-speaking role or something. And neither was Claire. Claire, although she's known for her leadership of these, of these monasteries and convents and abbeys, um, she was a preacher too. She her conversion happens at, at 18 when she um, renounces this the, the proposals of marriage and follows Jesus and seeks out uh, St. Francis, who's already started his uh, movement, which is a very, um, a very small movement at this time. And the movement is marked by begging, um, really becoming what we would call now a homeless person, um, and and not really marked by forming a, what we think of as a monastery today with its walls and little gardens and little gift shops and things like that, but really just um, standing out and asking people for money and for food. Um, That is what the, and you can imagine how radical this was at the time and how it often uh, made people upset, just like people that ask for money now make people upset. if Francis had lived in any other time, he probably would have been executed by the powers that be. But he sort of lived in a sweet spot of, of, the, of the rule of the, of the Pope um, that granted him the official uh, title of penitent who could then practice his faith publicly in a way that didn't make too, too many people angry. Oh, that did make a, lot, make a lot of people angry, but not the people that could actually execute you at that time. Uh, Claire followed Francis in this kind of uh, radical poverty, absolute poverty. Um, she began to be a, became a leader right from the beginning and 
women came to her who then followed her and eventually formed what became the sisters of, or the poor Clares, as they're called. The poor ladies of St. Damien um, was the church of St. Damien was where they started, but then they became the, the poor Clares. And they have gone all over the world to share uh, this ministry of caring for the sick, the wounded, um, and others. She said uh, famously, I am yours by having given my will to God, she said to Francis. And her biographer says she radi- radiated a spirit of fervor so strong that it kindled in those who heard her. It kindled a fire in those who heard her. Um, so again, these, these monastics were not uh, quiet people um, by any means. They were loud and they were preachers and they were direct. And probably if any of them walked in uh, on us today, they would have a lot to say about us. Um, and the, the church always needs people like this, um, even if we're not one of these people. Um, and maybe we are to some degree. But we need um, people who really follow Jesus with all their life and aren't afraid to share about that. Um, and one of the things that, um, that for me marks her life most profoundly is that she she was willing to follow the leadership of a severely traumatized war veteran, Francis. Um, Francis's what would now be called post-traumatic stress disorder is very well documented, especially in more modern biographies. Um, and many of his illnesses and other moments of his life where he has breakdowns are very uh, clear um, to me and, and many others to see that he was suffering the profound uh, traumatic effects of his wartime experience and his imprisonment as a POW that nearly killed him. And if it hadn't, he hadn't gotten so close to death, it would have continued. Um, and his um, constant quest for holiness and quest for a closer relationship with Jesus was also tied in to his own mental health issues, what we would call mental health issues today. And I think our spiritual lives are tied very closely to um, the things that we suffer um, from our experiences in life, the traumatic experiences of our life, but also the ways that those traumatic experiences affect every single area of our lives. And Francis is a living example of this, of someone who, who as best he could in the high Middle Ages, um, in a very traumatized society where he was not the only one affected by these constant wars um, that everyone participated in to some degree or another. Um, he did his best to follow Jesus in spite of his these traumatic events. Um, and here Claire comes alongside him as a friend, as a partner in this, as a confidant, as a leader who um, in many ways does what he cannot do, takes the movement the next step further, builds a community that endures. Uh, those are the things that Claire does with Francis and for Francis. And so when I think of these, this duo who really changed the way we think of our Christian faith even today, um, I think of how she was able to be there for him. In her, her final words are a blessing to all of us. Um, Go forth in peace, she said, for you have followed the good road. Go forth without fear, for he that created you has sanctified you, has always protected you, and loves you as a mother. Blessed be God for having created me. These were her final words, words marked by love 
words marked by a devotion to Jesus, and words marked by concern for people who are struggling, people like us, people like you and me. O God, whose blessed Son became poor, that we might through poverty become rich, deliver us from an inordinate love of this world, that we, inspired by the devotion of your servant Claire, may serve you with singleness of heart and attain to the riches of the ages to come. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Claire is also the patron saint of the internet by some standards, or television, or um, clairvoyance. She was um, had trouble with her eyesight, but, but also saw visions of things beyond her, um, just as we do on the internet. So in, in, she's the patron saint of um, being able to communicate through ways that are not normal, or not uh, physical, shall we say. Um, as many stories of her life bring that out, which I was not there. I can't uh, testify firsthand that she was able to do all those things, but that is the traditions and stories that have passed down to us. Um, So we thank God for Claire, and we thank God for for each of us who are trying to do in our own way what Claire uh, did so many years ago. Amen. Let's pray the first song of Isaiah on page 86. Surely it is God who saves me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. For the Lord is my stronghold and my sure defense, and he will be my savior. Therefore you shall draw water with rejoicing from the springs of salvation. And on that day you shall say, Give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make his deeds known among the peoples. See that they remember that his name is exalted. Sing the praises of the Lord, for he has done great things. And this is known in all the world. Cry aloud, inhabitants of Zion. Ring out your joy, for the Great One in the midst of you is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. And today, instead of these prayers, we're going to pray... Um, a litany that Claire wrote. I'm going to put it on the screen. My screenshots are a little overlapping, so hopefully you can see. If you need to pinch it and zoom in, you may have to. Um, But I will read the parts in, uh, let's see, the regular type, and if you read the italicized parts. Um, praise and honor be given thee, O Lord Jesus, O my Lord Jesus Christ, by reason of the sacred wound in thy right hand. By this adorable wound, I beseech thee to pardon me, me all the sins I have committed by thoughts, words, and deeds, by neglect in thy service, and by self-indulgence, both waking and sleeping. Grant me the grace that by a devout and frequent remembrance of thy holy passion, I may honor thy sacred wounds and the death which thou didst endure for love of me, and that by chastising my body, I may testify my gratitude for thy sufferings and thy death, who livest and reignest world without end. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Praise and honor be given thee, O most amiable Jesus, by reason of the sacred wound in thy left hand. By this holy wound I beseech thee to have pity on me and to change within me whatever is displeasing unto thee. Grant me to be victorious over thine enemies, so that by the grace by the power of thy grace I may overcome them, and do thou by thy holy and adorable death deliver me from all dangers present and to come, and make me worthy to share in the glory of thy blessed kingdom, who livest and reignest world without end. Amen. Praise and honor be given thee, O sweetest Jesus, by reason of the sacred wound in thy right foot. By this holy and adorable wound, I beseech thee to enable me to bring forth fruit, worthy fruits of penance for my sins. I humbly entreat thee for the sake of thine adorable death, to keep me day and night in thy holy will, to preserve me from all adversity of soul and body, and on the dreadful day of judgment, to deal with me according to thy mercy, that I may obtain eternal joys, who livest and reignest world without end. Amen. Praise and honor be given thee, O sweet and merciful Jesus, by reason of the sacred wound in thy left foot. By this adorable wound, I beseech thee to grant me pardon and full remission of all my sins, so that, with thine aid, I may escape the rigors of justice. I entreat thee, O good and merciful Jesus, for the sake of thy holy death, to grant that at the hour of my death, I may have the grace to confess my sins with a perfect contrition, to receive the adorable sacrament of thy body and thy blood, and likewise the holy sacrament of extreme unction for my eternal salvation, who livest and reignest world without end. Amen. I think I'm going to switch slides. Yeah. You can see that... uh, Praise and honor be given thee, O good and sweetest Jesus, by reason of the wound in thy sacred side. By this adorable wound and by that immense mercy shown Longinus the soldier and to all of us and to us all, in allowing thy sacred side to be opened, I beseech thee, O good Jesus, that as in baptism thou didst purify me from original sin, So now thou wouldst be pleased by the merits of thy most precious blood, which which is offered up this day over the whole world, to deliver me from all evils past, present, and to come. I entreat thee by thy bitter death to give me a lively faith, a firm hope, and perfect charity, so that I may love thee with my whole heart, with my whole soul, and with all my strength. Uphold me by thy grace and the practice of good works, so that I may persevere to the end in thy holy service and glorify thee in time and eternity. Amen. To the versicle, we adore thee, O Christ, and we bless thee. 
because by thy death and thy precious blood thou hast redeemed the world. Let us pray. O Almighty and Eternal God, who hast ransomed the human race by the five wounds of thy Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we beseech thee by the merits of his precious blood to grant unto us who each day venerate these same adorable wounds to be delivered from a sudden and unprovided death through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who with thee and the Holy Ghost liveth and reigneth one God, world without end. Amen. Right. It really is something to see how the word adorable is used there. Um, we use the word adorable sort of in a cutesy way. I think in older English it meant um, an object worthy of adoration and worship. So um, thank you for praying those with me. Um, what can we pray for each other today about? What are the things that we need to pray for today? Mm-hmm.